Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. The readings for today are uh, basically all about growing in a life of prayer. And before we go any further, I just want to give us a context that uh, prayer can seem quaint or prayer can seem like, well, yeah, I say my prayers. You know, I've learned them from the time I was little. I have all the right phrases. You know, Jesus loves me. This I know because the Bible told me so. But then what happens is actually none of us read the Bible daily to know that the Bible actually tells us so. So you learn a slogan, but you never then actually meet the source of the revelation. And so how many of us read spirituality books or listen to talks about spirituality, but then never sit down with the scriptures to actually pray with them? There is no discipleship apart from daily praying with the scripture. And hearing it at mass one time is not praying with scripture. It's like going to a concert and you've never even heard their music. You might like what you heard or you may dislike what you heard, but really you don't understand what you heard yet because you only heard it for the first time. So prayer is actually, for Americans in the 21st century, one of the toughest things about following God. Because prayer involves several things. Stopping and waiting. Two things we hate as Americans. We like doing and accomplishing. But the fact that we have to stop the doing and then wait on another is maddening to our egos. And when I say me, I mean like we, all of us, okay? And so in the first reading today, right, we hear uh, Samuel learning to pray. He's hearing the voice of the Lord call him, okay? And he goes to Eli saying, did you call me? And Eli's like, I'm sleeping. Go to bed. What are you doing? So he goes to bed and hears it again. And he said, okay, here I am, Lord. It took him three times, right? And that's this biblical story of three times. What if that actually was three months, What if that actually was three years? But for this story, it's just three in a row. It takes people a long time to come to understand what is moving in their hearts and minds that is of God, what is of the devil, what is of our own brokenness or wishes. And so there's a learning process to be guided by God. And then in our gospel today, what we have is Jesus has just performed miracles healed uh, Simon's mother-in-law, then spends the whole day and night casting out demons and healing the sick, right? And there were so many of them, they couldn't even get in there all, all at once. And then he wakes up, it says, rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Jesus was not burned out and needed a break. What burns us out is running on our own egos and energy. But when you are constantly living with and from the Father, there is no burnout. It's all exciting. You can't wait to wake up and do it again. You can't wait to continue to accomplish his plans for you. So Jesus all night long healing people, and then Jesus waking up in prayer, it's the same thing for Jesus. He's just pouring out the Father, pouring out the Father, pouring out the Father. 
He's receiving the Father. He's pouring out the Father. He's receiving the Father. He's living heaven on earth. And you and I were baptized into that relationship. We are given the ability, the Catechism teaches us, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to live in the presence, as it says in the Catechism, of the thrice holy God. It's churchy talk for saying, in the beauty of God. The Trinity. Right now, not when we die, even now. That's what baptism does. And so I've said this number before, and I'll say it again. And this is just a number I'm coming up with because we need a goal. 20 minutes alone with God a day, mass doesn't count. By the way, if you think that's a lot, when the saints write about lay people, they say things like, well, the hour before dinner you should be reposed in meditation, thinking about, and they go from there. (laughs) They just think about all of a sudden you just have an hour to be alone with God in the late afternoon. So 20 minutes is a watered down from many of the saints who are sure guides to heaven, holiness, and happiness. So 20 minutes a day, and if you feel like, uh, that's a good indicator that your heart doesn't yet know how much the Father loves you. If you knew, you'd be like, I can't wait. I can't wait for that 20 minutes. And so I leave right after Mass, so I can't greet you. I'm going for a seven-day-long silent retreat. It was a monastery, but that's, that's my vocation. I'm a priest, right? That's, it's a different setting in life, right? But we need to step into our settings of life fully as disciples if they're going to bear fruit. And if your spouses, kids, grandkids, friends are going to ever know the gift of Jesus, we have to be witnessing it by saying, listen, I get things off my to-do list every day so I can be alone with God meditating on his word in scripture. That can be a rosary, that could be journaling, that could be slowly Lexio Divina. It could be all sorts of different things. 20 minutes alone with God a day. What are some of the fruits of it? Joy, peace, life, freedom, mercy, meaning, truth, understanding, everything we're searching for everywhere else. And so let me invite you to something that sounds quaint, but something that is radically difficult and life-changing, 20 minutes a day alone with our God.